You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans. You're all very welcome to The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty, and first of all, I am deeply, deeply sorry that I wasn't here last week. I was actually away hosting another brand new show, which is uh, a new show that is very close to my heart. It is, of course, The Bridge Review Ski where each week oh, yes. we look at some mm. of the biggest, uh, the best and the most beautiful bridges from up and down the land. And uh, so please do subscribe to that show as well. And maybe Justine, Rory and Paul, you Howdy. come and join me. How many views yeah. on that? Yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. The views from the bridges are yeah. actually quite nice. The views from the bridges are just banging out those it bridge jokes every jokes. single week. What bridge humour is, is, uh, <laughs> is a real, really strong <laughs> niche, niche category for, uh, for you. Your mastermind yeah. category. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so apologies I wasn't here because that's my new love in I my life. I know you didn't. No. I watched the show back, didn't which was know. really enjoyable. Oh, but uh, I might actually surprised. subscribe. I might actually <laughs> sign up to the show. Um, but yeah, through, uh, I, I got over the lack of love for me. What if you can watch it on a bridge? What if you can watch the show on a bridge? That would be the best. Yeah. Um, I am, of course, delighted to be joined by uh, my three bubbies, my white knights. They're here just in time for Christmas. Justine, Paul, and Rory. It's, it's actually lovely to see you all again. It's great to see you. I thought, when are we going to be wearing our Christmas jumpers and stuff? When are we doing that? I feel that? like I, 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 this is custom. Probably I brought my name. It's actually over there. I just really yeah okay yeah. but we'll save it for another time <laughs> yeah I'm I feel like we're mid July no I feel like we're, we're getting closer to it I've got mine but it's in a bag yeah, over there I'm just slowly easing it in now and you're going for green just yeah and that's it yeah and the chair is red and the so chair's red so that kind of red like the Grinch okay <laughs> Paul are you going festive no, I just wear this all year round <laughs> I've not changed festive on the inside yeah those, those and you see I'm positively uh, jolly at, at the moment yeah a bit crusty um, if you'd like to get in touch uh, to let us know about your favourite bridges uh, then please oh, you can geez. get in touch on Instagram on Twitter at Big Review Ski as well uh, or up on Joe I might do a few big galleries up on the website as well uh, just with all If you the keep making this joke, someone's going to assume it's not a joke anymore. It's real. And and people will end up trying to search for the yeah. bridge yeah. review ski online. <laughs> the bridge yeah. review ski. You're going to get sent bridge Lego, <gasps> bridge cards. Nobody, any, everything you're saying is not, yeah, I'm, is I'm not convincing me otherwise. Okay. Next big question. Famous, fa- favorite bridge from a film, I'd say, probably next one. Oh, I was going to say this week's one, but... Uh, We'll go with that one instead. Um, it actually Wing. is time for uh, the big question on the Big Review Ski. Uh, now, last week's one uh, was, what's your favourite Christmas movie? And we were all guessing, yeah. Speculating. Mm-hmm. So you, you went for... Elf. No, you didn't. Did I not? No, you went for Love Actually, you <laughs> 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 See, then, that was just a was test to see Love Actually. I did watch Love Actually Die Hard, because you didn't know and you, you yes, chose multiple yeah, yeah. ones. No, no, I, no, I meant I guessed what your favourite film would be. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I would have gone for, for Elf. Elf. Yeah, okay, yeah. That okay. happened, right? Yeah, I did love Love Actually. No, yeah, yeah. That did happen. Yeah. Phew! Am I insane? Paul, you went for Die Hard. What else was it going to go for? Um, and what did you go for again? Oh no, I can't. I just as a sexy said, bondage yeah. whips cats snow bats. girls. Close enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is in. Oh, of course, Batman Returns because she does the meow and all. That was good. Very enjoyable. Um, so you reckon I would have gone for Elf? That's what I was guessing. I, think I said Frozen. I, I think Frozen Owens and Love actually too. soft spot. I oh. love 
all those those films, but it's Could none it of those. Oh well, Polar well you rest. weren't here. So. Polar oh, Express, <laughs> no. Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol. It's uh, the Muppet Christmas so, Carol. Yeah, it's the Muppet Christmas They're freezing Carol. their assets. Yeah, but uh, whenever we were growing up, myself and my brothers uh, would watch that every single Christmas, uh, right up until we were like uh, in our twenties, and we're just all around our late twenties now, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we've continued to watch it each year. And uh, it's just the most wonderful, amazing. Do they warm, share positive. a love of bridges? Your brothers? My brothers? Yeah. We actually, we all, we call them bridges. I didn't bring it up again. Oh. Anyway, from last mm. week's favourite Christmas movie, Cara went old school with White Christmas. Broges. Uh, yeah. Ian Conway went Die Hard. And he said he's actually going to be watching it this weekend to get into the festive You're spirit. You're getting marked down, by the way. <laughs> Broges. Yeah. Broges. <laughs> I had to remind them though, so yeah. I'm moving on. Liam went for Scrooge. Cahill also went for Scrooge because he said you Great can't shape. beat a bit of Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, it's a wonderful life, hands down. And I agree with Olivia, who said the Muppet Christmas Carl, everyone else is wrong. Broges. Broges. How dare you? <laughs> oh, very you get a tell this Christmas, you. not a VCR. But for. Oh. Mm. Nice. For this week's Trial film back. reference, for this week's big question on the Big Rooski, it's over to Mr. Rory Cashin. Yeah, well, actually, it's almost over to Mr. Paul Moore it's because, a team oh, uh, well, the reason why the question exists is because of Paul's fantastic interview with our big interviewee this week, Colin Meany. Okay, uh, which actually ties into Justine's eternal candle-holding love for Colin Meany. Of course. And is there a link yeah. for you? You're is there a link Irish? for me? We're both Irish. You're both pretty mean. He's, people have bells bridges. in your name. Yeah. <laughs> These are all things that uh, connect me with Colin Meany. Essentially the same person. Yeah. But what is your favourite Colin Meany movie? Not Colin Meany performance. Gotcha. Okay. Just a movie that he happens to be in. Yes. Mm. What did you go for? Um, I... Really, really, really wanted to go with Star Trek. But then I looked, and he's not in any Star Trek movies. None yeah. of the movies. None of them. Okay. Because he's a Star Trek icon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's in, like, all, well, Deep a lot Space of Nine, Deep Space Nine and a lot of... Generation. Next generation. Yeah. So I was like, he has to have been in a movie. And I looked, and no, he wasn't. He wasn't in any of them. Uh, so I couldn't. So I went with Lair Cake. Good show. Love. Which is a link to... Our big trailer. Coming up later on as well. Ah. Absolutely love Layer Cake. Mm. I was going to pick this one, but I didn't. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's our magic minute right he there. Just <laughs> <own> there. <laughs> he just didn't own there. Yeah. yeah. He, he got I've got a cool story. Say I was going to pick that one. Now he's, uh, I changed my mind. I forget changed my just mind. how many good people are in, are great actors in Layer Cake. Yeah. Like Gambon yeah. in there as well. Like such a good film. Basically, but that's what got him Bond. A hundred percent. Is Tom scene, Hardy in this too? He yes, is. Yeah. And direct, I think it's Matthew Vaughn's directorial mm. debut. Yeah. No. Uh, and then he went on and did good stuff in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, he's just. It's really, really. I prefer this to. I think all of Guy Ritchie's 100%. versions of this movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is fantastic. Colomini, It's like we know he's a bit of a. He can hold his own. Like we've seen him in in films where he can hold his own, but mm. he's very vicious in this, but also still really, really funny. Definitely. And the fact that him and Daniel Craig work so closely together in this movie as well, um, who knows, maybe he'll pop up for a wee cameo in uh, the new Bond movie mm. as well. That'd be nice. He could replace won't. him as Bond. There you go. Yeah. Carl Meany, <laughs> you heard it here first, Paul Moore starting a campaign for Should've asked him. Yes. Carl Meany as the brand new James Bond. Yeah. You could see him as the new um, M. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. A lot more cursing though. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little look at Carl Meany in Layer Cake. No, I'm fine, thank you. 
Gene, who the fuck is Freddy? Freddy used to run with me, Marty and Jimmy in this real kamikaze firm. In those days, we were headed up by this guy called Crazy Larry. Yeah. Got shot, didn't he? Bit of a lunacy. Well, that's an understatement. They're a spun-out bunch, always doing loads of drugs. Hey! Not worried about keeping a low profile. I love you. Turn over anyone who couldn't go screaming to the law. No fucking problem, boys will be boys. I know we're talking about Colomini and expressing our undying love for the Well, movies that Colomini is in. True, true, true. But I just can't get over how young Daniel Craig looks. And and skinnier looking as well. Um, But yeah, as you said, Paul, this was the movie that pretty much got him uh, James Bond. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's that brilliant lot, scene. No, he no. Doesn't, even, doesn't even have a name. He's Mr. X, isn't he? Oh, is he? In the film of Yudon, he's actually not even given a name. See, undercover, you know what I mean? Set him up nicely for uh, for working for the government, basically. <laughs> that scene when he walked into the garden with the, the gun with the silencer on it, and then that's like, okay, there's James Bond there right there. Right there. Mm. Um, so, Colin Meaney has something to do in this movie, which is good. The one that I've gone for, because, as you said, just something that he happens to be in, mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, not necessarily one of the main characters. The one I've gone for is from 1992. It's got cake in it. It's got a cook that kicks ass, and it's got Colin Meaney. It is, of course... Paddington 2. That's the one. <laughs> Under Siege. Shout. And uh, in this, he's basically Basil Exposition. Now, he plays... Tommy Lee Jones, like one of his right-hand men, the leader of the kind of the mercenaries. Mm. Um, but like, as you see, and you'll hear in this clip now, he basically spends his whole time going, that's a bad thing, we, we, better, we better stop that. And I'll tell you why it's bad that they're there, because they have access to that part over there, and this is why we should do this. And then everyone goes, okay, and the plot moves on slightly. But um, it was just great that he's in there with the madness of Steven Seagal, Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Kambusi. Um, That'd be a fun day if you bumped into them and, and like having lunch or something. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Oh, I don't know if I'd want. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, if we had another twenty-five minutes with Colin Meany interview, like he could spend it just telling stories Solely, of what it was like uh, on this show. Justice and yeah. Connor. Uh, so just um, ask him all about the gal. Pretty much, but uh, so this is Colin Meany. Uh, in Under Siege Two, as one of the big bad Under guys. Siege. Under Siege. Oh, Under Siege. What did I say? Under Siege Two. I meant as well as Layer Cake. Here you go. We got a call from Private Nash. He says he's on guard duty in the kitchen. Hey, pull it up. That's an unsecured area. They've access to the whole ship. Ryback. Ryback. Ryback, a cook, a pain in the ass cook. Give me that. Private Nash. Yes, sir. I'm glad you checked in. I've been tied up with the captain. I want you to keep Ryback under control and do not open the door. Tell him you're sending somebody to relieve him. Tell him you are sending somebody to relieve him. Stand your station fast. I'm sending someone to relieve you. Is everything all right, sir? We heard some something what sounded like gunshots. Gunshots? Oh, that. Uh, those are party poppers. Those are firecrackers. It's part of the captain's party. You just stand firm until you're relieved. Y- yes, sir. Do you like Under Siege? Yes. Who doesn't? It's so oh, class. Just the head on him. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on me, 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 me. He can do no wrong, can he? You like, were talking last week about Batman Returns being a real seminal film for you. This, I had this recorded off the TV uh, on video and just one of those ones you just It was for the performance, right? Not the stripper cake. 
I don't know what you're talking about. It was for Gary Busey's performance. I've seen an awful lot of Owen's life decisions and how they're sort of connected back to this. Check my pad. This is acting in a different reality. There's an amazing scene as where... As opposed to the other films where he's dead normal. No, the bit where he's dressed up uh, as a woman. He's got the big boobs, the hair, the makeup. And he's there and he's, he's killed the captain and he's reading his report. And he goes... <laughs> He reads that he needs a psychological evaluation. He's like, do I look like I need a psychological evaluation? You? Tommy Lee Jones just plays it perfectly. It's actually a brilliant it's film. really good. It's, yeah, really, really good. What those two talked about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I can't imagine they got on. <laughs> uh, so that's Kyle Meany in Under Siege 2, as well as that other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justine, what did you go for? Uh, I was struggling, obviously, to pick just one, because this is my main. Don't you dare. No, no, I... What, what do you think I was going to do? List a few. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to mention one that I was going to pick, which was, I referenced it before as an Irish film, Irish language film called Kings. That's right, yeah. Um, it's a very dark film. Um, so I didn't go with that. But not, but not your option. No, not what I went for. Mm-hmm. So instead I went for just an old school classic of the most quotable film that everyone just has such a grow for, and it's The Snapper, obviously, because it's, it's one of his best roles. So as we said before, still, still like, on the list. Some of the most quotable moments in this film, and the scene that I've picked is possibly one of the most beautiful quotes that you can use on a daily basis. Was one of you not supposed to lend me a copy of that so I could watch it? I know what happens when I give you my No, I know reason. Paul will refuse to give me any copies of <laughs> you everything. You still watch your film? Rory. <laughs> Throw back to just, a joke about four years ago. I'm just, I'm building up to it. Roy, your eyes just say, like, I'm never lending you anything in my life. Well, there's that too. And also, who has DVDs anymore? True. Uh, yeah, DVDs are still going, are they not? No, not so much. Not a few. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> they're all the snapper. Yeah. <laughs> so, you should watch it. The, oh, I can't believe it. It's a crime that you happen. Because even the characters in this are just so Irish. And, like, I wait, like, he's just, he doesn't remind me exactly of my dad, but he's just a perfect like Irish father character in this film uh, and just the whole family how they get on interact is just so Irish and just honestly it, it, this film just always makes me happy so this is Mr. Meany aka Justine's daddy oh. in the snapper suppose a ride is out of the question hang on till I get this line done Are you serious I suppose so fucking great you're not messing now. No. Just let me finish the next line. I'll go up and brush me teeth. That would be nice. If I was taking a guess, I would have thought, Paul, you would have gone for that one because you are a big fan of Snapper. I love all the Barrytown trilogy, I have to say. And mm. my pick is from Barrytown oh. as well. Oh, it is? Yeah, but it's not just Dean's one. Uh, I went for just Connor. a film. Uh, what is it? Connor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should actually get that John Malkovich and Steve Buscemi in Barrytown doing Irish accents. Jesus, that'd be some film. And he does talk actually about, uh, in the interview, about maybe going back. But uh, no, I went for the van just because... It's just. I, have you I, seen the van? No, these are the two that I haven't seen yet. You've never seen the van? No, I've seen the commitments loads and then I haven't seen uh, Snapper or Van yet. The van's like, got so. like Italian 19 No, I know, I know. Chips. I think again, yeah, everything you love. me a copy of that one as well. Football, chips, you know, yeah. kids getting insulted here over chalk ices. There's nothing you can't like about this film. If you can get me a copy, I'll put it up on the shelf beside my copy of Under Siege. And I'll just have them all there. But also, call mini collection. And Eric Clapton even does the soundtrack to this as well. Stephen, does he? Stephen Freer's directed it, who did High Fidelity. I think he did the commi- no. Uh, did he do the commitments as well? 
No, he did The Snapper, and another director did The Commitments, I think. Um, but yeah, sure, we all know this now. Two down-in-their-luck fellas, recently on the dole, decide to take what money they have, go buy a chip van to hide the Vitalia 90, and it's just, it's endlessly quotable, and there's so many scenes I could have went for, but I went for this one, when Colin Meany really shows his customer service skills to a little young fella, and even that T-shirt that Jack the Ladman brings you back to, like, childhood and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I love the bits. Here's someone. Yes, son. Chocolate. What? Chocolate. Will you fuck off, Ellen? What's that? A big burger. Right, and what does it say up there? Bimbos. Burgers. Right, and what else? Fresh fish. Today's chips today. That's right. It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure, it doesn't. So fuck off. Are you in that movie? I could be. It wasn't. Fil- it was filmed pretty close to where I grew up, so there's an odd chance there might be me. I could be one of the babies. There's bound to I be. I could be the baby from the uh, snapper. Uh, uh, and snapper or the van. Who knows? You or somebody you know must yeah. have been like extras, like in the background and stuff as well. Probably me, old lad, having a pint in the pub with the rest Definitely. of them. Definitely. Um, so four uh, magnificent mini choices right there. We've got um, under siege. Uh, to the Baritone Trilogy there as well and it's just uh, sorry Roy you're going to have to remind me what oh. did you go for again? I'm wow <laughs> it's later cake you I obviously you remember you just remembered just, now though. just there now though okay. can you okay. see that now yes. when I'm like yeah, yeah like frantically frantically trying Going to remember going to the clips in your yeah. mind of what yeah. you just he's that good he can just improv on air and make it seem like oh yeah I, uh, do exa- I know exactly what I'm doing uh, if you love Calamini then you're in luck because uh, he's actually going to be coming up on the show uh, very very shortly um, he was in studio just recently having an amazing chat. I know you were talking about it last week, Rory, but it's genuinely a really, really fascinating interview, which we will get to. We've got some of the highlights from that as well. Um, but first, it's time for the big trailer on The Big Review Ski. And we've said this before. Normally, whenever we're recording, um, some huge trailers kind of hit the internet and we come out and the whole world is talking about, oh, my God, did you see that? And we're like, no, completely mm-hmm. missed it. And two huge ones have been released just in the last couple of days. Um, the first was the brand new film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow. And so we had that lined up, ready to rock, mm-hmm. uh, because it does look interesting, mm-hmm. looks cool. Everyone's trying to figure out exactly what is happening in Natasha Romanoff's uh, life, especially after the last movie. But, uh, so that looks, that looks good. Um, but then, literally just before we were coming into the studio, the brand new trailer for the brand new Bond movie, No Time to Die, was released. And no offense, Black Widow, but she got bumped slightly. And it's all about Bond. So let's take a look at No Time to Die starring Daniel Craig. It's not Colin Meany. Accent, sorry. <laughs> Colin Meany. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond. 
So no time today. Uh, first of all, are people Bond fans? Yeah, I, I never really talked to Craig in it. I don't know why. Really? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> just never Not really Not doing it for him. you. Yeah, okay. like Skyfall. I really like Skyfall. Yeah. But mm. As we were saying last week, Spectre was just not great. Paul and Rory, what are you, are you, are you uh, fans of that? Two, two for two, in my opinion. I like two Craig in the role. Four? But two for two four? four. Two for four. <laughs> two for two. Two <laughs> good. Two, for two. Two good. Too bad. Too good. Too bad. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the next Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. So what? Quantum of Solace and Spectre not as no. strong. Well, I think Spectre in the in the canon of all of them isn't the worst one I've seen. It's just that Skyfall was so good and Mendes yeah. came back. I was expecting better. It just felt a bit rushed. Yeah. But um, no, I really like the look of this one now. And obviously with with Boyle going off and a new director coming in, I thought, ooh. And but no, the first trailer looks great. Uh, doesn't give an awful lot, but it does give a fair bit. Yeah, Rory, are you normally a fan of the Bond films, or do you just kind of? Bond in general, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like I understood why they, when they're seen like Born and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah. we'll do yeah. that now. Uh, and it does seem like it's getting a bit more stylish and coming back to being uh, not quite as gritty and grounded, which mm. I appreciate because this one has headlight machine guns. Which, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he just needs to line up. Yeah. <laughs> like it's meant to be sexy. Give it a rest, like, James. Will you? Yeah, yeah. Like lighten up. Yeah. So similar to Under Siege, uh, <laughs> I tried to record uh, okay. as many of the Bond films. They used to be on new TV like every Saturday, and so it was like videoing them all uh, just to have a wee collection. So absolutely loved them growing up. So mm. no matter you know what people say, you know whether. Quantum of Solace wasn't uh, fantastic. There's, there's still a great sequence in Quantum of Solace with that shot that follows them all the way down. There are moments of great mm. action in all of them. Quantum of I Solace. just think that some of them, obviously, it's the 25th one now. They're not all going to be yeah, winners. You yeah, know? yeah, but uh, Solace has one of my favourite ever sequences mm. uh, in any Bond film when he's at the opera and he's picking out oh, yeah. all mm. the, the bad guys in the crowd and then it kind of uh, it's set against the music and then he's... Um, fighting the guys and he figures oh, it's just brilliant but but yeah so those films definitely had moments and as you said Spectre uh, isn't as loved as many uh, I just think the last third well. of felt really rushed and just kind of lost a bit of the so plot. we were talking about it earlier there are bits I don't even like did I black that <laughs> out and you were like oh, what do I do whatever that I don't want to like spoil it for anybody but in this even though one, it has been out for years in this one the sequence off the bridge reminded me of Goldeneye straight 100% away, which yeah. is a really good thing because for me that was my first introduction to Bond in the, in the cinema. cinema. It was always yeah. an event because it's, I always remember going to see them. They were usually during Christmas time. Um, and yeah, like I was just thinking, it, it looks it looks really fun, the set piece. And it's yeah, really so this fun. brand new trailer, as you mentioned, Danny Boyle was on board originally, then he left the project. And usually that's not a good sign. But from the trailer, uh, with Kari Fukunaga mm. uh, taking over, uh, and he's got a really strong uh, TV background, mainly True Detective. He's done some brilliant work there. Um, but with this... Obviously, you got Daniel Craig back. Uh, Blofeld pops up again. Mm. Um, Christoph Waltz. Uh, Leo Sedu is, yeah. is back. And obviously, they've got a relationship going on. But the brand new characters, uh, obviously, the bad guy um, that they're bringing out for this one, Phantom of the Opera style, hmm. broken mm. mask on Freddie his face. Mer- Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah Freddie, Freddie Mercury is back. <laughs> What's he been up to? Um, but yeah, Just winning some, an Oscar. And Anna yeah. de Armas, who we love. And they were Knives both out. just yeah. in Knives, Knives, Knives out, out as well, yeah, the yeah. pair of them, Daniel Craig. I had to go back and look at it two or three times. I was like, is that her? Because in Anna really Darmer, she looks from, completely yeah, she different. She looks like a baby in Knives Out in comparison. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, yeah, just she really she goes from, she is clearly now one of those actresses who you 
is a proper chameleon, like. Mm. Yeah. Because in, in Knives Out, she's she's very, she nails the innocence mm. and the kind of naivety, and in this, she's full on Bond girl. And technically, uh, I think don't we have a new 007? Technically, in this, not Lashana, a new Bond, yeah. a new yeah. 007. Well, yeah. rumor, yeah. rumors, yeah. yeah. Because people lost their mind yeah. foolishly. Because it is just um, a code name. That's yeah, exactly. And the whole thing was like, uh, what I do remember about the last one is that he's he's finished up, he's relaxing at he's, the start of this he's one. Married, he's putting the feet he? up. Was, or is it, or, no, Jamaica. not married. He's just gone off into off to Jamaica. Life. Yeah. yeah, just taking it easy. And and obviously, Felix Leiter, played by Jeff Wright, kind of. I need you back again, buddy. Um, so no, there's a lot to like about it. As you said, Rory, it looks really stylish. And uh, looks like there's some super stunts in it. Lots of sexiness as well. So. We'll see. I think it's that kind of thing when people just either they're on board or they're not. And you're going to see it. Everyone's going to yeah. see it. Yeah. You're not, not going to watch the new Bond film. And you're going to go see it on 2nd of April 2020 is when it's coming out. So, um, it's yeah. not that far away. No. Yeah, no, so cannot wait. Uh, one to look forward to in the new year. That is No Time to Die. You can see the full trailer. Have we looked at it yet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have. That's class. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because it stars Colin Meany. <laughs> I forgot. Um, uh, speaking of Colin Meany, uh, don't forget he is coming. Don't forget because I only said don't it like five minutes ago. Forget. Don't you? I swear don't to you God. Forget. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that was that was yeah. It's a little bit too real. Um, before we get to Colin Meany, uh, we're going to say hello to one of the world's most famous music composers. Uh, he has an amazing TV. Uh, CV, but TV CV, Ooh. but he also has uh, an unbelievable collection of iconic films. And I think Rory, as you said uh, before in your interview with him, whether people know it or not, like Danny Elfman <laughs> has been a part of their mm. life for years, mm. probably about twenty twenty five years, because he's done some incredible work with Tim Burton, uh, but also like loads. He's worked in uh, the DC movies. He's worked in the MCU as well, uh, as well as just a gazillion other. Films as well. So you had a chance to catch up with him recently ahead of his I visit to Dublin. Did yeah, he's over for a live performance of Nightmare Before Christmas, and he's coming over with Catherine O'Hara. Unbelievable he's a legend, and the two of them are performing. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Fred and Catherine O'Hara is basically Kevin McAllister's mommy and Home Alone. Best comedy troops of the last twenty years. Yeah, she's yeah. part of as well. And uh, Shit's Creek as well, which is mm. fab. But uh, the two of them are over to perform uh, as their characters live in I think it's a three room. It's on yeah, anyway, yeah. details are on there. Um, but yeah, we got. I managed to chat to him for a bit, and he. It's it's tough when you're talking to someone who has done so much. Like I, I could have talked to him for twenty minutes just about The Simpsons, um, which did come up. Uh, but the first clip is to do with the Snyder cut of Justice League, mm-hmm. because there's a whole movement mm. yeah there's, like the hashtag release the Snyder Cut because Gal Gadot after, jumped on it too after, yeah well yeah. Momoa Affleck they all have yeah uh, just everyone's convinced that Snyder had an original cut of the Justice League that was infinitely better than the movie that came out that was reworked by Joss Whedon um, and Danny Elfman scored the Whedon one but Junkie XL who had scored Fury Road and Wonder Woman scored the Snyder version uh, so I asked him, I was like, what do you think about this release, the Snyder Cut movement? Um, and he kind of just like put a line under it. Yeah. <laughs> as, you'll, as you'll hear, he's like, uh, it's it's not as confusing as people are making it out to be. It is it is pretty cut and dry. Well, the thing is, he never finished it. Right. So I don't know quite how they do that. You know, he had a tremendous tragedy, uh, which caused him to not finish the film. Yeah. 
so I, it wasn't like, I don't quite understand this because it wasn't like he was fired. And there's like a director's cut that's a finished movie that the studio fired him and then um, hired Joss. When Joss came on the film, he, he stepped in with only a few days notice uh, to pick up the helm because of this terrible, terrible tragedy that happened. Yeah. So it's kind of a unique situation. I mean, there, there's definitely other movies where a director was fired and uh, a studio radically changed a movie because they didn't like it. And as a fan, you go, I wonder what the director did before, you know, the studio changed the movie. But I'm not really aware of how that dynamic would really apply here. As you said, Rory, pretty definitive. It's like, it's not there. Forget about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's confusing, I yeah. guess. Um, but you listen, if anyone, anyone knows, I'm sure he would know, right? I mean... Who, Danny Elfman? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. assume he knows what he's talking about. Sure. Uh, and the other one is, because I know you're a huge fan. Yeah. You're a huge fan? Yeah. And you're a huge fan. Of Danny Elfman. Of Beetlejuice. Of Beetlejuice, yes. Uh, the Colomini film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Save that guy for later. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's been a long-standing rumour that there's a sequel on the way. Winona Ryder mentioned it a few years ago, saying she was on board. Uh, Tim Burton said he was, and then said he wasn't, and then said he was again, and then Warner Brothers had it on their slate, and then they didn't anymore. He was bird on, bird off. No, he says it too. Yeah. Keaton's, Keaton's never hid from me. He says he I heard it. it. I know they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Hear it, it. It's fine. <sighs> Broges. Anyway, Broges. <laughs> Broges. Um, yeah. So uh, Elfman did the score for the first Beetlejuice, and I asked, "Have you been asked at all about coming on board for the second one?" Uh, and he took he took us on a bit of a roller coaster mm. of of whether the sequel is actually happening or not? No, um, you know, uh, oddly, um, he's not mentioned it to me. Uh, the last, a year ago, I saw Michael Keaton, and um, he mentioned, so, are uh, we doing Beetlejuice too? <laughs> and I think, well, you know more than I do, and I've heard nothing about it since, so I just, no, I'm so sorry. I'm like a wealth of non-information for you here. <laughs> I <it> that. <laughs> But like it, it's, it, I guess if if Michael Keaton's talking to you about it, then he obviously already in mind is thinking that you are doing it. So maybe Tim just hasn't gotten around to uh, to inviting you on board yet. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it also could be you know projects will sometimes be in development for quite a long time. So I think it's something that has been in development for a few years, but I don't know where it is in that process. You know, I, I'm always the last one to hear. Believe me. Um, often, I'll hear about whatever movie Tim is doing. Um, it's kind of funny because he'll call me at a certain point and go, Danny, I'm doing uh, such and such a film. Would you like to, you know, come on board? And I'll already read it in Variety two weeks earlier. <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm not the first one to hear of things. Let me put it that way. How cool would that be, just bumping into Michael Keaton at a party? Do you know what I mean? Like, the way Danny Elfman's just like... If I bumped into Michael Keaton at a party, I'd assume the Joker's... Yeah. About to arrive and kill you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know which version of Keaton I want to talk to because, like, the other guy is Keaton. I'd love to meet. I'd love to meet him and be actually Beetlejuice. Yeah. Just the Beetlejuice version. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. I can quote that monologue of his introduction. Like, like I still remember amazing. that clip from the Oscars a few years ago, whenever he had been nominated for Best Actor for Birdman, 
and Birdman. Uh, Larry Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> what did I say? Birdman. 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 And he. Uh, Jim Birdman. <laughs> but he. Do you remember they were saying like, oh, it looked like he thought he was going to win it, and he was reaching for like a speech and getting up, and it's just a really like kind of sad moment where he's like. <laughs> like he puts it back in his pocket, whatever it is. Don't ruin but Michael no. Keaton on me. No, no, I love him so <laughs> much. Doesn't matter. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Stevie Birdman. DiCaprio probably was that same year. <laughs> was that around Revenant. there for Revenant 2015? Well, no. so? yeah. Not the same director. Couldn't have been. No. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it that's why. Part. That's why the Revenant popped but, in my head. Uh, yeah, like the, again, another fascinating interview. Uh, it's up on Joe. You can check out the the full thing there. Um, he had some other stuff, like obviously that's great news about Beetlejuice too, mm-hmm. if it's happening. Um, and then the Snyder Cut, as you said, uh, puts a line under it. Um, he also broke the internet with his lines about <laughs> The Simpsons mm-hmm. and he basically claimed that... It's, 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 it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And the way he said it whenever <laughs> you're listening, it's like, okay, he's definitely heard this. He knows this because yeah. um, he's saying it and he's in the know and he knows these guys and uh, again the reason uh, for context Danny Elfman wrote the theme tune to The Simpsons so that's why if you're thinking well, you yeah, may you know that name from that's probably, <laughs> pops up. that's probably the most heard song in the world when you one of them it, yeah, it definitely be, wouldn't it? that and the Big Rebuski theme tune yeah yeah, 100% and the song at the end of The Simpsons as well though, you know the you know the cinema but it's like I was like that's the same music yeah, I know that one. But he, um, yeah, it definitely sounds, and especially with Disney having taken over Fox, and you know, they can be pretty ruthless. You can see them going, right, you're moving on to mm. Disney Plus, and that's it. You're done. Mm. The world is getting no more Simpsons. So you never know. You never know. You never know. The, the EP of. Uh, the Simpsons got in contact and was like Al Jean, yeah. Nah. Oh, that's it's right. the first I've heard of it. It's like, <laughs> Shut it down. Surprise! <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Danny You can Elfman, only take Danny all... Elfman at his word. Unless he gave him yeah. Yeah, his word. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Uh, now it's for the other big guest on this week's Big Review Ski. Uh, Danny Elfman, done and dusted. But uh, we're back to Mr. Meany. And as we said, he was in very recently to chat about his brand new film, The Last Rite, which is out in cinemas this week. Yes, it is. And um, yeah, he's, I, it's kind of, it's easy to just bandy about the words like living legend. But you kind of forget when people are compiling great Irish actors who are doing incredible work. And you've got mm-hmm. like uh, Michael Fassbender, Sir Sharon and Colin Farrell, Barry Keoghan obviously taking the world by storm. You forget like Meany's done it all before them. Yeah. Obviously, we've got Richard Harris, Brenda Fricker. There's an older generation there as well. But Meany, like, there's an argument to be made that he's the biggest star because of his Star Trek yeah. following as well and everything. But um, so I'm sure he was delighted to sit opposite a uh, good fellow Northside dub as well, Paul. Um, but if you do get a chance to, to check out that full interview, please do. Uh, we've got a couple of wee snippets, though, from it. So what were you chatting about? Um, in fairness, you mentioned there, like, a lot of people love him. I think it's because... As Justine said, when you see him in the Barrytown trilogy, when you do see it, you do see an awful lot of yourself. And there's a reason why when those films are on, everyone kind of watches them for the 160th time and stuff like that, just because it's like the really good comfort watch. Um, so I had to ask him about that as well. And because the, the trilogy of films are based on Roddy Doyle's books. But Roddy Doyle also wrote another book called The Guts, which goes back to revisit the family that the, the books and the movies are based on. And I just said, like, would there be, has there ever been any conversations of maybe going back and adapting that? Or 
have you, would you ever consider going back to work at Roddy again? And uh, and he was very frank about about what he said. He said he's he, Roddy's a genius and he's hundred percent be up for it. So um, here's hoping this happens. You know, there is a third. I think the guts is kind of goes back to the rabbit family and and the characters there. Mm. Has there ever been any discussions or, or maybe? taking that character or maybe going back or would you be interested in all of you move past that? No, no, anything Roddy does I'd always be interested in, you know. Mm. I mean, Roddy's, Roddy's a genius. Um, I, I, I'm, not that I'm aware of this, about that in particular. Roddy and I talked at one point briefly about uh, the the uh, the two pints, you know, the, 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 the two boys in the bar talking and, and he, wrote, he wrote, I mean, I did a thing when his, his uh, the trilogy was uh, the Dublin Book of the Year. We did a thing at the... Uh, at Vicar Street, it was a great night, mm. I remember. And, and Roddy wrote a little two-page thing for the two of us to do, you know, on the two pints. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're <laughs> just two great characters, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember at one point, uh, uh, my, my character tends to fancy older women, you know, and he was uh, uh, and he was going on about how, how uh, he, he really, you know, fancied Christine Lagarde, <laughs> you know, the, the, the head of the IMF. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and it was just completely—I mean, completely out of the blue—and yeah. and, and, but it also gives you an idea of how these guys. I mean, he knew who she was, you know, the head of the IMF, and you know, so he obviously reads a little bit of the, about the the state, you know, the economic state of the world and all that. You know, he's a man of a man of knowledge. Well, speaking as a fan, I would yeah. give anything to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so laid back and mm. relaxing mm. just like he just does what he wants to do mm. um, and just picks and chooses uh, his projects so brilliant to hear that yeah I'll be up for it no yeah like you can see they're, they're clearly good mates and sure the night before he came in here he got a lifetime achievement award over in London so yeah. he like, flew in yeah. that day so it just goes to show you even outside of Ireland his body of work is appreciated in that sense um, but like I could have chatted to him about everything he talks a bit about Conair a bit about Star Trek and even stuff on like Irish politics because he played McGuinness in another film it's actually just a really interesting fella away from movies but he's so famous for his delivery lines in particular like the curse and like can't say Colomini without hearing ah oh, Jesus you know like you, you instantly hear it as soon as you picture his head so, uh, picture his face and I had to wonder because like everyone who's seen the films has their favourite line and they're quoted verbatim like they're there isn't a day goes by when people don't quote it. When wondering. I'm asking, what's that from? <laughs> yes. And you say, it's the snapper of the band. Starring Colin Meaning. Or when you're like quoting his lines from Under Siege and the three of us are like, what's that? <laughs> 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 Owen, Owen's the niche Meanie fan. He goes for the he goes for the, the less the less famous Obscure. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't know it's a film he did. You wouldn't say it yet. <laughs> That's right. Um so I had to know what's his favourite one, because he they, he says everyone quotes back all the lines. So is there one that's stuck in his head and here's what he had to say. And you must get it still all the time, people coming up to you and saying lines in particular. Is there one that you oh, yeah. love the most? I'm curious. Line-wise? Yeah. I, hope, I was always very fond of the line uh, from The Commitments where, where I ask about, uh, I asked Joey the Lips if, if, um, if uh, he, um, if he ever saw Elvis doing drugs <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. You know? And Joey says no, and I, I, I'm delighted to hear that because I'm, you know, I knew Elvis didn't do drugs, and uh, and I turn to uh, to Jimmy Junior <laughs> and call him, and say, and you, you malignant little bollocks. <laughs> I always, I, for some reason, that that line stuck in my head, and, and I, I always it just such, such a it just rolled off the tongue so beautifully, you know. And yeah. as as for you, you malignant little bollocks, <laughs> I, I, that that was. A, but there, there, yeah, there are. I mean, I, people I get them all the time. Like last night at this awards thing in London, a guy said, "Ask me how, how how did you get here tonight on a Suzuki?" <laughs> no you way. Know? Is that one of your 
lifetime goals, like achieved now, that Kyle Meany cursed in front of you, like to your face? You know what? He he said that because of the quote, but later in the interview, he actually cursed naturally in oh, conversation. Right. So yeah. it was like, it actually felt more spontaneous. So that is actually going on the CV. Yeah, got Kyle Meany to freely curse in front of me. Unbelievable. You also, I'm pretty sure, there was a moment he got pretty choked up yeah. in the interview. Mm. And I listened back to it a couple of times. Um, just that moment whenever you're talking to him uh, about somebody who was a mentor to him whenever he was starting out uh, his acting work with Pat Laffin. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, was George Burgess in The Snapper. He was also Pat Mustard in Father Ted. And he's a moon boy. And he's just a really, really good career between the bo- uh, treading the boards as well, which Colomini done in The Gate and The Peacock and The Abbey in the 70s, you know, Pat Laffin then originally and got to make The Snapper in, I think, 92, I think The Snapper is. Um, and I remember working on Joe the day when he passed away, and obviously people know and love him so much from Father Ted and Snapper. Just see, and I remember seeing that night, seeing all the comments and the feedback was all nothing but love and positivity, and it was just a really nice way of, of, of hearing Colomini's memories, and he's some great ones of film with him, and even away from it, just working with him. So um, yeah, I was like, you sometimes do these things, and they always say like, you, you don't know what you get. But like always, meet Colin. If you ever a chance to sit down with Colin Meany, yeah. take it up because he was a lovely fella and and so interesting on a lot of different stuff that wasn't just film stuff, but uh, yeah, really interesting guy. Yeah, as we said, the the interview that Colin Meany curses and cries and all because oh. of Paul Moore, Basically, you have that effect on everybody. I fired it in the room there. <laughs> That's in, so yeah, his yeah. tears ran. <laughs> Party mouth. Um, but he's back in Irish cinemas now with a brand new release, uh, The Last Right. What's it all about? Uh, it's I, how do you describe it? Sort of, if you're doing the, the the elevator pitch, you've got a bit of Little Miss Sunshine kind of meets uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I suppose that's really the way to do it. Uh, in it, you've got Mikhail Huseman, who you know from Game of Thrones, he was Darion Harris, and also recently Haunting Hill House, is uh, living in Boston, comes over a, long, over a flight after learning that his mother passed away. And he's got a, a younger brother who's uh, on the autistic spectrum. And um, obviously with the mother passed his brother needs to be cared for so he comes back on and on the flight he meets um, Jim Norton who Justine and now is Bishop yeah. Brennan from Father Ted <laughs> and just complete stranger they just get chatting and one of those really horrible people you meet on a flight who just always just wants to talk to you and just won't leave you <laughs> on your own won't leave you just listen to your music and we've all been there but um, Jim Norton's character uh, also is uh, going through a bereavement of sorts his brother as well passed and that's why he's on the flight and it turns out that the brother of, of Jim Norton is his only next to kin. So they exchange names and on those blue dockets when you come into Ireland from America, you know, you have to fill in personal details. Jim Norton puts down Mikhail Huseman's character's name because he's no other family and it's just like next to kin, we'll put him down. And turns out that on the flight, Jim Norton passed away. So not only is Mikhail Huseman's character now have to take care of funeral arrangements for his own mother and look after his, his his younger brother. But now he's got this corpse literally kind of just he's responsible for. But it turns out that in the will of this complete stranger he met, that he has to get it from Clonakilty in Cork, which is where the film is set, all the way up to Rattling Island in Antrim. So it's a cross-country journey, kind of like Little Miss Sunshine, you know, with the coffin in the back to get from Cork up to Antrim. But it's it's very, very good. Uh, you've got Neve Algar in there as well, who's one of the probably best young actresses I've, I remember I saw in was the Shane Meadows film, um, The Virtues. She was great in that. Um, she's really good. You've got Brian Cox in there, kind of in a supporting character, but 
Brian Cox right now for my money he's probably one of the best actors on TV in succession if you've seen that you've also got Michael McElhatton in there as uh, the father of Michael Houston's mother's yeah basically so he's gotcha. uh, Reese Bolton Game of Thrones really good cast but it's Samuel Bottomley who's the the young boy who, who, the young, who plays the young autistic boy is so good and I can't remember him much else I think this might be his first big role he's so good in it um, and it kind of aims for that spot between drama and comedy uh, it looks great as well so it's it, it, the production values for, for the Irish film are excellent Meany's character is, isn't in it that much he's, you get the feeling that he's kind of he wanted to be involved in it because he saw the talent and the script is quite good by first time director Aoife Crean uh, or Crean um, with these films I always think that for something like Middle of Miss Sunshine people always think it's a feel good film it's like it's actually really dark like if you look back at it but you tend to forget the dark moments because you had the big payoff and the laughs and stuff. This doesn't have the big, big laughs like that. It's probably better, it probably leans more to the drama side. It's really well acted, looks shot, it's great. But some of the it, some of the jokes could have been landed a bit funnier, I found. But there there were moments when you're like, oh, that's really good. Um, but no, they, like, they, they act, all solidly acted, it looks great. Really, really decent enough script, just not funny enough to kind of play in that tone but there's there's plenty here for people to really like um yeah and also it helps that it's set at christmas as well so Brilliant. christmas film as well that's a good elevator pitch yeah. definitely yeah. they went up a lot of floors there yeah, yeah it's a long uh, yeah and what's the film about um Mini, obviously as you said he's, he's not in it mm. but uh yeah it kind of speaks volumes that if he if he is part of it, then it must have just kind of mm. um, represented how good the rest of the talent uh, is in it as well. And it's brilliant to have another strong Irish film right mm. at the end of the year as mm. well, just coming into Christmas time. So, recommend it anyway? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as I said, it might be, you might go in thinking comedy, it's not really that. It's more a drama about reconnecting, like, and on the road, it's about the, the, two, the two male characters coming together and there's a bit of romance thrown in there. So, you have all those kind of things going. Um, Drama's very good. It's well acted. Uh, could have had, could have been a bit more funny, but um, yeah, it doesn't mean it's definitely not worth checking out. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, happy days. So last right, um, starring Carl Meany and Eve Algar, um, and how we Michael Huishman. I've tried him. He's lovely, but I yeah, can never yeah. get his name. Yeah, <laughs> Mikhail. Mickey. Mikhail. Just call him Mickey. He's grand. Um, so that is out in Aniplex Cinemas this week, uh, and as you said, set at Christmas time as well. So and you also, get into the uh, Eva Green, first time director, was really yeah. impressed. Really good behind the lens. So I'm really curious to see what she does next because it looks great, and she get, she's obviously an actor's director because it's really well performed there. So I say she could do some really really good stuff. So I'm going to be keeping out to see what she does next. Brilliant. Uh, somebody exciting to watch for uh, next year and the years. And Gary Lightbody does music. If oh, does he as well? Yeah. Oh, class. That's brilliant. Um, and if you ever get a chance to go up to Rathlin Island uh, off the coast of Andrew, it's absolutely gorgeous as well. Oh. I don't think it's covered in dead bodies like uh, Bishop Brennan, but st- still worth going. <laughs> still oh. worth going. Um, one of the other big releases this week is Ed Norton's directorial debut. No, it's not sophomore. Keeping the faith. Oh yes, he did. He, I did like. It was like, are you having? I didn't like understand all those <laughs> words there together. This is his second then. Mm-hmm. Keeping the faith. I didn't realize with Ben Stiller, yeah. Ruffalo and that too. And no. no, and you're one from Dharma and Greg. Greg. We've discussed this. This was recent. Is this why you were looking at that? What well, was? Keeping the faith. I wasn't looking at it. Okay. We were just chatting about we it. Just I love how Owen it. can just improv stuff and, yeah. just, and twist it, it to fit his narrative. No, I remember, because I remember saying the phrase Dharma and Greg recently, and I was like, 
Yeah. Is this what we were talking about? We were, we were talking how we both uh, fancied Dharma when we were when we were younger and she this was on the telly in the 90s. Well, I did not realise that it was directed by Ed Norton. Yeah, it was. That was, that was his directorial debut, which gotcha. is an, not something you would relate Ed Norton to, a, a rom-com about a priest and a... Rabbi? Rabbi falling in love with a woman who is trying to sell the McOyster. Something like in that. In McDonald's. Um, so what's this one so about? <laughs> yeah. So is this the spiritual sequel to that one? In a way. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, a period gangster movie, kind of. It's a uh, Ed Norton is a private detective who has OCD and Tourette's and maybe one or two more other things that he hasn't been diagnosed with yet. Um, he's part of a, an investigating group with uh, Bruce Willis and Bobby Cannavale and a few others. Uh, and without spending the next 15 hours trying to break down the plot, let's just say they get caught up in the plot. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, this is Motherless Brooklyn, the second film from Ed Norton starring Colin Meany. Okay, listen, I got something wrong with me. That's the first thing to know. I got threads in my heads. I got threads in my heads, man. I twitch and shout a lot. If- Makes me look like a damn freak show. Can't you ever cut that out? I'm sorry. Touch it, Bailey. I'm sorry. But inside my head's an even bigger mess. I can't stop twisting things around. Words and sounds especially. Have to keep playing with them until they come out right. Sorry. Jeez. Forget I asked. Like I said, a damn mess. This looks gorgeous. Got a real soft spot for, like, New York... Gangsters. Remind me it's of like, like a, a most violent year, that vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Once Upon a Time in America, yeah. something like that as well. Yeah, and what was the other one? Uh, Showgirls. No. A Most Wanted Man? Yes. No. A, a Most Violent Year. Most Violent Year, yeah. that one. Uh, well, it's, it's DOP'd by Dick Pope, who uh, I had the chance to speak to and will be on the show next week. Directed by Ed, Nor- Ed Norton, written by Ed Norton, produced by Ed Norton, starring Colin Meany. No, starring <laughs> Ed Norton. Um, it's got like a, a really great, great cast and you would think it would have a really good uh, caliber of story to tell um, I feel like it should have been a 10 part HBO series instead of trying to squish it down to two and I think half hours which really dragged you guys oh, just was a pity. <sighs> it was it was not a fun film to watch and halfway through I think I did actually just give up on trying to understand what the plot was <laughs> It's not like kind of confusing like Chinatown. It's very confusing. Like Chinatown mixed with LA Confidential mixed with a third film they're just not telling you about. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who's he now? Um, yeah, and all the, all the performances are good and it, it does look great, but it just, I didn't enjoy this at all. Oh, that's a pity. No. But like in terms of the cast, because I remember uh, whenever Ed Norton has been talking about this and obviously whenever... Someone is involved through the direct and the act and the writing and everything. They're so mm. passionate about it. And he was saying, you know, this is a who's who of people that he's wanted to work with for so long. And it is this really acclaimed list of mm. incredible acting talent. Like, none of them just turned to him and go, Ed, come on, man. This is a bit crap. <laughs> I just, I'd say they were like, oh, this will probably come together in the edit because okay. it's, it feels like uh, an epic period thriller drama thing mm. and there's a lot of parallels because Alec Baldwin's in there playing a rich businessman who's running for office and you're like ah 30 Rock got it <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 
Michael Kenneth Williams from Omar. The Wire. Yeah, yeah. He, he's playing like a, a jazz music, musician who is also involved in the cover-up involving someone's boss being murdered. It, it just, I'm confused. It, con- connecting it all together, that. I was mm. like, what? And then in the middle of it is, is Edward Norton who's like, I'm getting another Oscar, no matter what. <laughs> he actually says that at one point. He, like, it's, it's, it's like he went back and watched Primal Fear. Remember, and that he was, was his Oscar, wasn't it? Uh, was he nominated or did he win for the final fear? Gosh, I can't remember. I thought he won for no, it wasn't American History X. I can't remember now. Yeah. But uh, you know that kind of um, lots of inflections and lots of mm. acting, mm-hmm. like really, really acting. Like sleeper yeah. stuff. I just feel like, film like this. I'm always like, if my mom was watching this, how would she cope? And there wouldn't be hope. Like you could not watch it because she'd be like, Who? what about him? What's he, he doing? He? And, Why is he doing like, that now? Mom, I Is can't even keep up. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's why I always like to equate of like, would she? It's be a good able to system, watch it? the mommy yeah. system, definitely. Mm-hmm. My mommy would just fall asleep during. <laughs> it's like, and then yeah. do the whole waking up, and then just a key moment, and then start asking the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she just, so she's missed a solid hour of it. Pretty like, much, yeah. Where's yeah. your man? You're like, <laughs> dead. yeah, yeah. That, we moved on to a different film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely it's animated different. now. Yeah. That's uh, a shame. Sounds like you need a script editor. Maybe just go in and either tighten it or say, you know what, this is a two-parter. Well, it's it's, it out, it's weird. Like some of the decisions he made, like it's based on a on a, on a book that was set in the nineties, and he decided to reset the film in the fifties. Okay, oh. mm. don't know why. Uh, there's lots of stuff in there that you feel could have very easily just been sliced out, but it also would have taken a good bit away from the character he decided to play. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Uh, okay. And then there's just loads of like Willem Dafoe appears and is. Mm. Has is kind of like exposition a bit as well. He's like, oh, you, you can't follow the plot. Well, let me remind you of what's happened in the last forty five minutes. That's kind of his job. And then <laughs> and then yeah. rattle through it, and then he'll be gone again. You'll be like, okay. oh, I'm lost. All it also, again. can't help that it's going up against the Irishman so close, and like yeah. even the periods. Yeah, as I like, well, Scorsese is like, it's one of his best films he's done in years. Yeah. Like, that's how you do it. And like, from what you were saying, it's like, you don't. Oh, okay. and Leslie Mann's in it. Leslie Mann is like a serious, playing a serious character the whole time I was waiting for her to... To crack, to a, crack joke. a joke. Mm-hmm. To crack a dirty and, joke. Because that's what Leslie Mann does. Yeah. And it was just, uh, yeah, the casting of it was just so, it was okay. so bizarre. That's shame because I like Norton. Like when he's on, when Norton's good, he's yeah. great. Like there's very few actors who are as good as him. Like Birdman, that scene alone. Birdman. That was my favourite scene, mm. Birdman. Definitely. But, uh, so when he's the right material, he's brilliant. Yeah. It's no keeping the favourite. <laughs> sure, listen, what is? So Motherless Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, a.k.a. Keeping the Faith 2, uh, is out in cinemas this week. And our final big release on the big review ski this week is Ordinary Love. Would that be correct? Yes. The it question is. mark isn't in the actual No. <laughs> it was on the key. On the teleprompter. Yeah. He, did a, he did a burgundy game. Yeah. Um, so here's a little look at Ordinary Love starring Liam Neeson. Do you notice anything different about the soup? Is this a quiz? If I get it right, do I get another bottle of soup? I want you to get it right. That means what I did worked. I'm going to get it wrong on purpose now. For once in your life, can you be bloody normal? I am normal. Very normal. Okay, this looks like we're going to need all the tissues in the world uh, and be completely heartbroken. Um, you well, what, what's it about, first of all? Well, Lee Meeson and Leslie Manville. Leslie Manville, have, have you seen The Phantom Thread? No. Phantom Thread is an outstanding. He, she's um, Danny Day Lewis's oh, sister. She was, oh, she was sister, great. Yeah, who was fantastic, uh, and she's fantastic in this as well. And it's directed by the two uh, ladies who directed Good Vibrations, um, and another film that I've never forgot, Cherry Bomb. She direct, directed that as well. Um, Leslie Maville is diagnosed with breast cancer. 
um, and she's married to Liam Neeson. And the whole film is just her treatment and subsequent uh, attempted recovery from from breast cancer. Uh, that's that's it. That's the entire film, uh, and just how this couple are trying to deal with it in the best way that they can. So the opposite of an Ed Norton plot, basically. It's that simple. It's yeah, that like this. This isn't an elevator pitch. This is yeah. <laughs> step on the elevator and step back immediately back off again, yeah. and you've told the entire thing. Um, it. In, I think in like ordinary Ken Loachy, Mike Lee hands, um, this is the kind of film I would hate because you're like, oh my god, oh Christ Almighty! You it's said misery just porn. Absolute, yeah. like it's it like the plot itself. It's mm. telling you, it's like it's coming. The sadness yeah. is coming, and there's no getting <laughs> away from it. But they Im- they imbue like the 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 relationship between Neeson and Manville with such like lovely little in jokes in between them, and it feels like immediately. You don't question that they're married and they have been together for decades and they've got uh, so many nice little subtle touches between the two of them um, that it doesn't, it isn't Misery Born. And, very important, 90 minutes long. Oh. oh. So okay. even if you, you will cry, but you know it won't. This isn't going to last. Like, this isn't The Irishman. You can watch this twice and uh, start it again a third time <laughs> yeah. and The Irishman is still going on. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's a very kind of grounded, realistic uh, take on something that I f- feel can sometimes be not not glamorised, like, made Hallmark. more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah like made it, for it, TV movie type thing. The, yeah. the, like, it, it, a Hollywood movie about this would be would be full of huge, over-the-top acting mm. moments, where in this, everything's quite small and quite it's relatable. Detail. Um, which made it Which made it really, really good. Like, I don't... Because it's so... Uh, small scale it probably won't be on anyone's best of the end of the year list but again it's the kind of performances that the Oscars won't pay attention to because it doesn't have that one clip that you go and here's nominee and then it's like okay. raw everything's real mm. um, but it's it is really 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 good it's all about the little moments yes okay did you did you heard of Stone Crumble? Oh, I cried. Oh, I cried. <laughs> I'm crying even watching there with no sound a bit. I'm like, I remember whenever the trailer uh, <laughs> was released, and we were we were like, oh god, this is going to be an emotional roller coaster. It's uh, oh, it's good to see. I know he did Silence, which is a very actor's film. It's good to see Neeson actually not doing the the, the, the commuter vibes, the taking yeah. vibes there, yeah. like just. Playing, you forget how good an actor he actually That's is. That's the first like, time I've seen actor. him driving a car and not like trying to kill everybody yeah. who's in it, basically, <laughs> in a long time. So maybe he's uh, like obviously the, the action films we all love them and stuff, but I actually like the fact that he's doing a role that's actually a legitimate three-dimensional character. It seems because you forget how good he is. Yeah, and he, it's an Irish film. It's an Irish film as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. So between it and uh, not it, well, that is secondary. Yep. But between. Uh, Ordinary Love and The Last Rite, uh, two really strong, strong Irish films. Emotional Brilliant. Brilliant. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're asking Santa for anything this Christmas, just loads and loads and loads of boxes of tissues because you're just going to be bawling your eyes out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Those are our releases uh, for this week. Um, if you go and check them out, let us know. Uh, let us know what you thought of them as well. Now, though, it's time for competition. And I can't believe I wasn't here for last week. Whenever you got well, the right uh, answer. It, it was it was a pretty big one. 
It was a big one. I was so excited. I was watching yeah. it. I was like, We've oh. a theory that you may be, that you're, you're too intimidating a presence and it's thrown. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, God. So we want you to leave the I'm room. Sorry. Okay, will you you take over from there? Can you just read from there, please? Um, So, yeah, we had last week's High Clue. Can we see it up on screen, please? And Justine, you take it from there. I will say it was very easy, like, and the guys agreed. I was like, ah. Well, okay, before you reveal the answer, tell us. What was your. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Tell us. I have a theory. Go through the layers of this lasagna as much as you can. Yes. You've so eaten the lasagna. What are I, you tasting? Derek Zoolander thinking instantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dodgeball again. Yeah. 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 Yep. Ben Stiller again. And then Angelic Prince, that's Fiona in mm-hmm. Shrek. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and <laughs> uh, then. Is Hooked a reference to a plot in the film as well with the hook? It is. Yep. It is. Yeah. Oh, you'll definitely pick up on more layers. Than <laughs> 100%. And then. Yeah, then the hair gel scene. That's iconic from something about That's Mary. what you Ben Stiller, Cameron Diaz hair gel. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. That was it. Um, spot on, as you said, Derek. Like, yeah. I feel like that's foundation level. Oh, that's no, foundation no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, yeah. Film, yeah. we, we cater for all levels of high <laughs> yeah. clue here on the it's, show. Uh, there's something about Mary. That's the one. Um, yeah, so uh, as we said, Derek can't dodge ball. Hooked on Angelic Princess prom pair gel on date. So the first line, as you said, was all about Ben Stiller. Um, Derek can't dodge ball. Uh, that's whenever he's in the house about to take Cameron Diaz out in a prom date and he's zipping up his mm. fly and he can't dodge. Oof. All there. The Frank and Beans, Frank basically. And bean. Frank and Beans. <laughs> um, that scene. And Warren. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, her brother. So Both hooked layers. on Angelic Princess. Uh, there was actually another tie-in to last week with Charlie's Angels. So that's why oh, Mary yeah, is angelic as well, because she's yeah. one of the angels. Rory is Cameron Diaz. Wasn't that what you agreed? No, who, was, who took Cameron Diaz I last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I in Bosley Cameron then? Diaz. <laughs> what am I? Yeah. Hello, angels. Um, no, that's Charlie <laughs> does that. Anyway, that's grand. <laughs> uh, and then, as you said, Paul, Hooked On uh, was a uh, reference to the, where Ben the Stiller gets yeah. the fish hook uh, stuck, in his, stuck in his face, which isn't the nicest. And then the final line, prom pair gel and eight. Uh, they were going to go in the prom. Uh, and they gel together because they get on really well and obviously uh, <laughs> relieves themselves. Both have great hair. <laughs> they both yeah. have great hair in that scene uh, as well. So a um, couple of people got the right answers. We do have the congratulations to our winner. But before that, we were also sent an excuse as to why one person didn't get it. We don't want your excuses. We just want you to get the right answer. Uh, Connor just said, I can't get it. They're getting harder or you're picking films I've never seen. I thought that was one of the what? easiest ones. Well, but yeah. as you said, I thought this was one that of the easier so, ones. So. That was, yeah. Well, maybe it's only easy if you know the See, answer. See, cater for all types of levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the high clue. So, uh, no more excuses. Um, and congratulations to our actual winner who didn't send any excuses. They just sent the right answer. Uh, so it was Colette replied with the perfect GIF. It was Cameron Diaz. The perfect what? GIF. <laughs> Oh, she didn't. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for this. <laughs> Yikes. So she, uh, Colette replied with Cameron Diaz on the date with her hair spiked up, just nodding. So enough said. So the answer, but of course. She won the Charlie's Angels pack. Oh, yes. Colette, congratulations. You've won a Charlie's Angels pack, which you said got the AirBuds in it, a cool bag. And one of my wigs. Uh, and one of, <laughs> only one of Rory's wigs. Um, they're so realistic. Yeah. So good. Um, so good. <laughs> she was about to leave over. For everybody who's was. listening <laughs> today, Rory was talking about his wig. that believable. Um, okay, now it's time for this week's haiku. Um, wee bit of a festive theme 
Uh, we'll see if it's also as easy as last week. So, safe cracking scoundrel. You aren't counting, just in. Straight in there. <laughs> Girls festive willy fetish. Willy. Mm, willy, won't he? Who knows? <laughs> Nick's pink elephant. So, uh, just read that out for everybody listening in. It's safe cracking scoundrel. Safe cracking is hyphenated. Safe hyphen cracking. Uh, girls festive willy fetish. Girl is girl apostrophe S. Uh, willy is capital W I L L I E. And then the final line, Nick's pink elephant. Nick's with a capital N because at the start of the line. Um, yeah, so any thoughts? Got it. Pretty You've got certain. it? Fairly certain. I think we're I think this is the most Paul Moore film of yeah, all time. Yeah. I think I know uh, the answer then, potentially, but I'm like, I wouldn't I'll write it down, you've got a pen. And when, write it down. When I was you can be two for two, just When I was watching yeah, clips back of this, let's see. Get uh, a pen. Take a pen. Let's like every line that is said in this movie, it just I just hear and see Paul Moore saying. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's see, we'll turn it around. That's the one? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There you go, right. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Two for two. Nor you didn't get a pen, no. I just wrote Broges. Broges. <laughs> Broges. 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 <laughs> Jeff Broges, who's 70 today, actually. Well, he's 70 today, but then by the time you watch it, he won't be. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday Jeff to Jeff Broges. Jeff Broges. God, I hope he's okay for the next week. Um, okay, so that's this week's Hey Clue. Uh, we'll have lots of tickets up for grabs. Um, tonight is our massive, big... Happy Christmas, everybody. We're having our Christmas movie quiz uh, in Omniplex Wrath Mines. So uh, we're Are all going to be there. Around? Uh, oh, yeah, I have to do it. Dad, dad, dab, dad, dab, dad, dab. My hamstring. Is that a hamstring? Um, so we'll either see you there later. You won't see this until later. Christmas hamstring. Yeah. I like it. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. And, uh, and if it's already happened, the quiz, which it will have, uh, thanks a million for everybody who came along. Uh, hope you enjoy your prizes. And if you didn't win, don't wreck the place in advance. Don't Please wreck don't, the place. Yeah, yeah. Don't wreck the place. And if you, um, and if you have any problems, it's probably own. Direct them. Direct them to own. They'll give you his Twitter handle and his personal address later. Yeah, exactly. We'll sort that out. Um, so, yeah, that's all of that. Coming up on next week's episode of The Big Review Ski, we're going to be taking a look at Jumanji The Next Level, which, as we said before, The Rock, Danny DeVito, swapping bodies. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's another just, elevator it's, it's, pitch. It's just DeVito and Rock. That's all it's called. Or the DeVito in what? They're not, Which, they're not swapping bodies. They're not swapping bodies, but it's DeVito in The, the Rock's rock body. DeVito and The Rock is playing Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> what am I saying wrong? What am I? I listen back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's, yeah. Yep. It's going to be the It's si- mostly, mostly accurate. Mostly accurate. Like, The Rock isn't in, De, in DeVito's body. No, but he's got DeVito in him. Inside him. Don't we all have a bit of Danny DeVito in us? <laughs> Do you what? I With fancy it. Jack Black and I always have. Have you actually? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huge crush on him. I fancy like Danny DeVito. What a coincidence. He's so <laughs> funny. I want to be Danny DeVito. This is yeah. true. Yeah. He's so funny. I love Tenacious D and I've always had a soft spot for him. Hmm. So his name's Thomas. Thomas <laughs> Black. He's a lovely fellow. Is that true? Well. Yeah. I didn't know Black. that. Yeah. Come to the big review ski for your <laughs> shitty film facts. That's unbelievable. We'll also have, uh, who do we say? Dick Pope. That's a name, not an instruction. Uh, coming up on the show next week as well, so you can look forward to that. Uh, Justin, thanks a million. Rory, thanks as ever. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you all. Uh, thanks everybody behind the scenes. Alan, Ian and Fiona as well. Uh, happy Christmas, everybody. We will get those Christmas Woo! jumpers out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And don't forget to subscribe to the Bridge Review Ski as well. Okay. Broges. Okay. Woges. See you later. You're listening to the Big Review Ski on Joe. Brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass.